What's good, people? It's your boy, Justice Falls, and welcome to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, The Justice Falls Experiment. Um, I know I'm late with this one. Uh, allergies have just been kicking my behind. Like, I, I'm, I'm really severely allergic to pollen. So, like, this past few days, I've just been fucked up, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like, my eyes is dry. My nose is running, my throat feeling sore, but I took my took my meds. I just gotta go see my doctor, get my re up or whatever, my get my prescriptions going. I took some over the counter stuff, and it's been working. So be back at it. The show must go on. So uh, today we got we got a uh, few things, a few things. I, I actually kept it to one page again today. I'm just, that's my goal now. Keep the topics to one page and keep it like under twenty topics. Some stuff I just ignore and skip over because I know I'm going to talk about it for, like, too long. But um, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's feeling good out there. Listen to this podcast tomorrow. Today on the 29th of April, 2021, this is episode 10. All right. We doing big things. We doing big things. We leveled up. We we got to episode 10. So, um... Before we get into it, I got to do my little promotional stuff. So uh, I do have a website, justicefalls.com, www.justicefalls.com. On there, you can see the latest podcast episode before it uh, shows up on all of these DSPs, like Spotify and all that, or Google, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and stuff. Um, if you like the show, what would help me a lot is if you go on there for me and rate it five stars or rate it whatever you think it is. I would prefer five stars, but... Rate it whatever you think it is, like on Spotify, especially Spotify and Apple Music, because those help me move up the algorithm, help me get the show more popular, and you know help me help me um get my word out there, because I just want to get my word out there, you know, and let people know the real, because I feel like a lot of those podcasters they have like brands to protect and things of that nature. But me, I just talk about it as it is. I don't got no brands to protect. Even if I did, I'm still saying what I got to say. I'm not changing for nobody. I'm not changing for no bag, no nothing. You feel me? So I'm going to just keep being myself. So uh, let's get into these uh, topics. Oh, yeah. I'm also YouTube. YouTube. Um, I'm trying to hit a thousand subs by the end of this year. I got 205 so far as of this recording. Um, go check me out on there, too. Um Justice X Falls. Everything is pretty much Justice X Falls. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and all that. Twitch too. I just got my partnership the other month. No, not partnership, affiliate last month. Um, so go go over there, sub to your boys. Everything is Justice X Falls. Go to my website, it'll tell you more information. It'll have all my links at the top. So, you know, come holler at your boy. So moving on. Uh we have the first subject, which is uh, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, the governor for uh, New York, New York State. He legalized weed for recreational use. So uh, New York joins the the multitude of states that have already legalized the recreational use of marijuana. And I think this they I, didn't, I don't think they did it because they felt it was more so it was more so the right thing to do. I think they did it because of the they realized the money that it's going to generate. They already projected that. 
the uh, taxes from the weed from weed is gonna um, project. Are we gonna project it to reach thirty three hundred fifty million annually? And and then that it will create thirty thousand to sixty thousand jobs across the state. Because you know there's there gonna be dispensaries popping up. You know it's gonna be independent people selling. You know it's gonna create new jobs for everybody. Um, these smoke shops, these little smoke shops to sell a hookah and stuff is gonna get upgraded. All of that, all of that. So that's New York behind me. If you hear it, gotta deal with it. It's whatever. I'm gonna keep piling. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah, three hundred fifty million dollars annually. That's what they're projected to uh. To uh to g g generate and generate you know thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs I think that's a beautiful thing, um. Although the government gonna have their hand in that, is is great for the economy. It's great for people, and and it's it 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 keeps people out of jail because it's a lot of people sitting in jail for some weed, and you got rapists and killers and, and murderers and pedophiles out there running around. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and they're thriving too. You know. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if who who of y'all are familiar with uh, the YouTube scene, but there was a YouTuber by the name of uh, EDP, EDP four four five, very popular YouTuber. He was a uh, he was like a no no nonsense type of dude. He would say what he got to say. Very very raunchy. Very uh not raunchy. Very vulgar. He would curse a lot and and he, he that was a part that was just him he would be the real him he was a big philadelphia eagles fan he would commentate on that a lot um and he would do like little skits in his room and stuff like that and he got five million subscribers there's some people that have been watching him since uh junior high school me personally i i didn't really hear this guy until uh until what you call it uh until all of this happened i had seen one video from him that he put out in august of last year and it had blew up um, it was like a skit and then I thought it was kind of funny, but that's only the only time I knew of EDP and then he pops up with this. Um, he was trying to meet up with a 14 year old girl and that was not the first time he got caught doing that. I just think that's just evil and disgusting. And what makes it worse is that there, there's another YouTuber, a racist YouTuber who got caught saying the N word, just using it all casually. Like if something was funny and making jokes out of it with his little friend, they went and caught him cause they have a show called predator poachers. Um, and they were making fun of them, making fun of them, even though they, they're fat and ugly, all, all of them fat and ugly, if you ask me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they was all, they was all making fun of them and it, they was doing it for clout because he, he, he been caught him, he been caught EDP, but he waited until his, his video could be fully monetized to even to, uh, upload the video. So it wasn't about trying to bring him to justice or nothing. You didn't coordinate anything with any investigation with the police. So first of all, he's not even probably going to go to jail. Because you guys didn't coordinate anything with the police. Because even on those shows to catch a predator and all that, some of them got away because they didn't coordinate with the with the with the with the police. They have to do their own separate investigation. You know that case could get thrown out in court real quick if there's no if there's no like law enforcement involved. Like you just doing a private investigation that could get thrown out because they could a, a a good a good lawyer could tear that tear that argument to shreds even though you got screenshots or oh, you can say oh those screenshots will alter we don't we don't know what those are though that's just this is just some guy off the street we don't know if those are real or not and we could we could have to have edp delete all the messages out his phone and all of that and he could get off scot-free so what they did was real dumb and it just goes to show their character they were just doing it they just do these things for clout you know and 
EDP, I hope he gets the help that he needs because he's a very disturbed person being a grown man in his 30s and uh, going after a child like that. That's truly disgusting and truly bothers me. And, and it's being a part of the YouTube community. This is stuff we see way too much. Like you got the other guy, James Charles. He got caught talking. He's a grown man. He's like 25. Got caught talking to 15 and 16 year olds, 17 year olds. And it's just not cool. We got to do better. Um, we have to do more than just try to expose people for clout. Expose them because you want to get a predator off the streets, not because you want to clout and you want clicks and views. That's why I don't focus on clicks and views on that or so much because that can consume you and that can make you upload content and do things that are not you, you know, and that's that's never what I want to go for. But like I said, hopefully EDP gets the help he needs. And uh, predator poachers, I hope he just hope they just kept keep getting taken down because they've gotten taken down before. And, you know, I hope they realize, you know, their wrongs as well, you know. But I just went off on a whole side tangent. Back to the weed. It's awesome. 420 has passed. I don't smoke no more. But I'm happy to see my friends rolling up, lighting up, meeting up with each other, getting high, doing the bong hits and all that stuff. That's awesome to me. I am pro-weed. It is medicinal. It actually helped, it helped me heal my back when I was smoking. That's why I started smoking. That's why I kind of started smoking because my back was killing me. And I heard there was medicinal properties that can help with that. And it did. So, you know, that was fun while I did it, you know. And, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Cuomo. Even though I think he did it because he was under all that all that fire from the um, sexual harassment allegations that were against him. Um I'm careful to use the word allegations because I'm always of the mindset of guilty until proven. I mean, innocent. Woo! My fault. Innocent until proven guilty. You feel me? So that, that's 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 how that's how I operate. Um, there's a lot of accusations out there, you know, but we're not gonna really get into that today. Not today. So moving right along. Um, Derek Chauvin, he was convicted. So. This is the first time in American history that I've seen since I've been alive and before I've been alive that a white officer that has killed any white officer that has killed a black person have been convicted uh, on charges. He got convicted of three charges, uh, second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Um, the jurors deliberated for 10 hours over two days before coming to their decision. Um, he, the face he had on look confused, like, wait, how am I going to jail? But I mean, if you look at the video, he's nailing the man's neck. Now y'all could talk about Illuminati, this Illuminati, that it was set up. This George Floyd was this type of person. George Floyd was that type of person. Black lives matter. This black lives matter. That the fact of the matter is a man was killed in the street by police officers. There's video of them. Shoving him in the car and beating his ass. No matter what he did. I don't care if he just blew up the whole building. You don't treat people like that. It's due process. These people deserve their day in court. Devin Chauvin didn't get that. He, they can't just Cops can't just kill indiscriminately. Because if cops were just out here killing indiscriminately, there would be a civil war happening already. Because people ain't going to stand for that. The cops are just killing people indiscriminately. You know, that's why you see these stories of... 
people just running up and shooting cops. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that that's right. But what the police are doing are not right. And that is a result of that and the, and the lack of the lack of, uh, I guess, doing the right thing that is, is a good thing to say for, for in, the, in the court system because that's all tied in together. The law enforcement and the in the in the government and the judicial system and things of that nature that's all tied in together. So it's like to see this conviction. I know you know a lot of people are cheering and stuff like that, but me, I, I would say that's it's, it's not worth cheering over because it's just the beginning. You know, I can understand why people would cheer, but we need laws in place that protect black people. Um, I was just watching the podcast with Umar Johnson the other day. Like him or not, I don't agree with everything he says, but the man speaks facts most of the time. They put a, a, you know, they have this whole Asian hate agenda thing going on now. Um, they put out a law to protect Asian people, but black people been getting abused and stuff for over 400, over 400 years. And we still haven't gotten a law that protects us. Now, you can look at the Constitution and. You say the abolishment of slavery, and you can look at uh, freedom of speech and things of that nature, uh, right to vote and things of that mu- and of things of that nature. But there's still a disproportionate way in which we're treated compared to other people in this country, and that's just a fact. And <laughs> to be honest, if you ain't black, you ain't gonna understand that because you not you haven't suffered from that like we have. So how are you gonna listen to my experience? They say, oh, no, that's not what's happening. It's not happening because you saying that because that's not happening to you. It's happening to me. It's happening to my cousin. It's happening to my brother, my uncles. You can't really sit there and say that it's not happening if you're not experiencing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you you can, and, 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 and the crazy thing is y'all see it happen. Y'all see it happen in y'all neighborhoods. Y'all see it happen on the news, on the TV all the time. You know, not to say the news and TV is always accurate, but it keeps coming up. All of it can't be fake and Illuminati and all of that and and all that stuff like a lot of people like to believe, you know. All of it can't be fake. Some of it got to be real. So it's like, come on now. There, people will make any excuse to 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 downplay our struggle. Like I, that that's what I don't like. Like like that that that's the type of shit that get me heated. People will do anything to downplay our struggle. It's, it's disgusting. But George Floyd, you're going to jail. Hopefully he get the max sentence and hopefully we get those other officers that were also beating on him or watching, watching while he, while George Floyd got beat and also kneeling on him. Because if you look in the video, they're kneeling on his, uh, his rib cage and kneeling on the back of his leg. That's cutting off points of circulation. They try to say, Oh, it was the fumes from the car. He had previous health conditions. He was saying he was, he was, he was, he was, he was able to speak. So, so that means he could breathe somewhat, but he was uh, uh, calling for his mother, like air is leaving his body. Like you can clearly tell. And, um, it's crazy because some of these, uh, right wing people, I'm not, like I said, uh, y'all already know I'm not affiliated with no type of, uh, political party. Cause they both got they, um, they both got their bullshit, but I saw it's these right wing people who are, it's just one dude who, who did a video of someone kneeling on his neck for nine minutes. And, he was talking the whole time and talking some bullshit. I didn't really pay attention because as soon as I seen that, I already knew what it was. You're trying to show, you're trying to disprove the fact that the knee on the neck killed him. But let somebody who don't like you, let somebody who's being really forceful with you 
kneeling. Let me kneel on your neck. I guarantee. I guarantee you. Let me kneel on your neck for for uh. Let me kneel on your neck. You gonna try to? You gonna want to move? You gonna want me to move? Unless somebody that don't like you or don't care about you, because I don't know who that person was that kneeled on the neck. That could have been his brother or something like that. I don't know. He could have been lying about who he was. Let somebody. Let somebody like that kneel on your neck for that amount of time. You gonna be trying to push them off after forty five seconds at most. Like that that video was bullshit to me. It's like I, I don't like how people try to paint this agenda and try to make things seem like they aren't. Like that's the problem with a lot of people on the left and the right. They're too idealistic in their beliefs. They think that everything is just fine or everything is gonna be fine and we're all united and together. No the fuck we not. No we not. You gotta see things that is. We are real we are real. That's why people like me I got getting people like me are called centrist because we don't lean to either side and we don't do the alternate stuff like libertarian and all that other shit. We don't lean to towards any type of side or whatever. Um, so we call centrist or whatever. There's always a name for something. I'd rather be that than be on either one of these sides because both sides are just fucked up. Biden ain't really do shit yet. So, you know, excuse my language. I'm just a little, a little fired up today. But whew. anyway, moving along to a more lighthearted subject before I give myself a heart attack. Let me let me sip on this tea real quick. I, I, I got some Arizona iced tea right here. Woo. All right. So, um, moving on along, we got the uh, the Zola story. So, I don't know if you guys remember uh, a few years ago. Like, uh, let me see how many years ago. I think it was like four or five years ago. Um, it, it might have been longer than that. It might have been longer than that. I think, yeah, because I remember the, if you remember the Zola story, it was about this girl who she went okay I, i'm gonna re, i'm gonna read it as they expired as they described it in this article here on variety because me i'll be all over the place so a24 which is a production company or whatever uh has released a trailer for zola which were released theatrically on june 30th zola is based on the inf the, on the infamous twitter thread posted by azia wells king co-written and directed by janica jenska Janix, Janix, I don't know, J J A N I C Z A, Janix, Janixa, Janixa, I would say, Bravo. The film follows a Detroit waitress named Zola, who's played by Taylor Page, who strikes up a friendship with a customer Stephanie, which is portrayed by Riley Coe, who convinces her to join a weekend of dancing and partying in Florida. When it first seems like a glamorous trip of hoism, rapidly transformed to a forty-eight hour journey. Involving a nameless pimp, an idiot boyfriend, some Tampa gangsters, and unexpected adventures. Yeah, like, it was crazy. It was a whole Twitter thread, and Sis just explained everything that was happening, and it was crazy. Like, I was like, as soon as I finished reading it, it was 148 tweets. I read all of them. Yeah, yeah, four, five, yeah, five, six years ago, 2015. So that's six years ago. Um, I read it, and I was like, this has to be a movie because like the stuff that she was saying was crazy like they they were they was in this hotel with the pimps and and there was prostitutes involved and and it was some just some boyfriend kept getting lied to and and they was in the club and and, and they, they just kept they just kept getting into trouble every at every turn uh, in in two days how much trouble can you get can you really get into like it was crazy. Like you can look it up. I'm pretty sure somebody has archived the feed. I'm pretty sure the that feed is like in Twitter Hall of Fame if that exists anywhere. 
somebody got an archive. You could just look it up. Go just type Zola story and just read all of the tweets and like you're gonna be amazed. You you you're gonna see why it's gonna be a movie. So it's gonna be out June thirtieth. So be on the lookout for that. So uh next up, K D, Kevin Durant. Him and uh Michael Rappaport, which is a uh famous uh actor, a white man who's who's very very like he invited to the cookout like he's very well well tapped in with the black community uh him and kd are supposedly friends they met only one time and they've been cool throughout but um rapper has said that kd was being soft that kd was being soft during an interview so k kd didn't like that hit him up like yo what is you you know what you talking about you know and they both started talking crazy to each other. Then KZ said, I'm going to spit on you when I see you. Um, I, and, and, and fuck your wife and all of that stuff. Like, he was wilding. He was really wilding. So, Mike, Michael Rappaport decided to put this out into social media. And then KD got slammed for it. He apologized for it. He was like, I didn't want, you know, my fans. I didn't want y'all to see that. That was just a private conversation between me and him. We talk like that all the time. You know, and then he ended up getting fined $50,000 by the league. By the NBA, um, and Rappaport said, "Nah, we don't talk like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Like you, you know." So there's a lot of he say, she say. I don't know the type of relationship they have, nor do I really care. I just know that they was talking crazy. You can look that up on um, Instagram, Twitter. I'm pretty sure he didn't take it down, um, or you can see it archived somewhere, or like all Def Digital, somebody has it archived somewhere. You can see it because they was talking crazy. Like my thing is. Like, we got to be real careful with this internet thing because you talking crazy over the internet and a lot of times people don't have that energy in real life and you, you got to be careful who you talking to because that was Michael Rappaport. He not no type of thug, no type of gangster, nothing like that. And you don't got to be no type of thug, no type of gangster. I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing, but you got to really watch who you talking to because you don't really know what people is capable of. I watch who I'm talking to. Like, I ain't, I ain't afraid of no man. I ain't afraid of nobody I'm talking to. I don't, I don't care who, who, who or what, but if you cross me, if you disrespect me, I'm going to talk crazy to you and I'm going to do crazy to you. Pause. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy on you. Pause. Like, I don't, I don't take disrespect lightly. Like, you know, it's, it's been times where, you know, a lot of times where like I've had to be held back by my friends and stuff and, and, you know, just cause they know what I'm capable of. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like. And it's also times as I've grown and matured that I let shit slide. But like once you cross that line, like nah, it's no, it's no turning back. Like there's no turning back. You really got to be careful who you speak to because it's a real world out there. Somebody can't come find you in the real world, and somebody that you don't don't ever think you can't get touched. You know that's why I move a certain way. I move like I I, I observe before I before I act upon anything. Because you never know what type. Somebody might be mentally disturbed. They go crazy, stab you up. You might run into some thug dudes. And like, and, and you, you might disrespect him right now. But he, his, you don't know. He got like 10, 10 niggas around the corner waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be careful. You just got to be careful. Like, you don't got to be walking around being afraid. I'm never afraid. Like I said, I ain't afraid of no man. But I'm smart. And I value my life. You know? Because anybody could get touched. We all human. We all bleed. You know, we all got um, skin. We all got flesh and bone. You know, so you got to be careful out there. So, um, moving right along, we got 
something I'm very excited about. We got the anime for Yasuke. It's a uh, Netflix anime. It's premiered today, so you can see it right now as you're listening to this pod, or whenever you do listen to this pod, it will be available on Netflix if you have Netflix. Ask somebody for the password if you don't have it. I I would suggest you you not you not miss this, okay? So um, it's about the first uh, African, the first samurai warrior of African descent, um, in Japan. As you know, uh, samurais are mostly exclusive, well, exclusive to Japan. Um, that was their warrior class back in uh, in times of uh, feudal Japan and the Edo period and things of that, things of that nature. Um, this was under the reign of Nobunaga Oda. Some of you who play who are in the samurais or know who Nobunaga Oda is. He was a uh, daimyo, meaning he uh, he was a feudal lord. He controlled over a large a large area of 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 land in in Japan. That was back when everything was divided up. Everybody was fighting um and whatnot. And uh Yasuke was brought over to Japan from the Italians. It was like an Italian missionary. He was coming, you know, those are people that like spread the message of whatever they believe in to other countries and other cultures and things like that. Um he ended up staying there. And Nobunaga took a liking to him, so he made him a warrior. Made him a warrior. He worked for no, worked under Nobunaga Oda. He was even there for the famous um, Hanjoji incident, um, which was a siege by uh, Mitsuhide Akechi, which was a dude that was, uh, I believe he was under, he was under Nobunaga Oda um, at one point. And uh, he ran down on him. Forced them to commit seppuku, which is ritual suicide. That's that's their spiritual belief that you know when you kill when you kill yourself in that manner, like you'll be you know you'll be blessed by the gods and things of that nature. You know, just like with the Vikings, like you got to die with your weapon in your hand so you can go to Valhalla, things of that nature. You know, that was their belief. So, um, I think that's dope. I'm really, as you can tell, I'm really into this kind of stuff, and um. I just think that it's cool. Like, it's awesome. Like, I, I have nothing really to say. Like, I, I just feel like you guys should just watch it. Even if you're not really a fan of that. If you just like anime, just watch it. Because it's going, like, I, I think it's going to be dope. Like, I'm probably going to watch it right after right after I finish potting. Um, and I got some other stuff to record for my YouTube channel. But um, after that, I'm definitely watching that. For sure. Because... Um, it has uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I, I believe he's playing. He's voicing Yasuke. Um, it's a director and and a creator by the name of Lashawn Thomas. I'm, I'm I'm happy it's a lot of black people working on this. He's a uh, animation producer, director, animator. He's a comic book artist. So it's not just some dude that's they picked him just because he's black. Like he really does this. Like this is his area of expertise. You feel what I'm saying? So. Definitely check that out, Yasuke, on Netflix right now. All right, and moving right along, um, Bad Baby, that that little Catch Me Outside girl, you know, Catch Me Outside. How about that? And then she turned into a rapper. Remember her, five six years ago. Now she's eighteen, and now she has an OnlyFans. 
And off of that OnlyFans, she has made a million dollars in six hours. And that's only the first six hours. So who knows what that number is right now. So um, she posted something on her Instagram, a little snippet, you know, and this is only in six hours with how much she made. And it was like, it was over, it was well over a million. It wasn't like 1.1 million, but it was just about 1.1 million. That was only six hours. So imagine how much, and then there was people making videos like two hours after that, like on YouTube and on Facebook. And they had already, and they were looking at her numbers because they have like a a conglomerate, aggregator site that shows uh, how much people make off OnlyFans. And her, her name was up there. She was already, it was like two, three million. And that was just that day of. So imagine how much it is now. So y'all know me. I'm, I'm I big up anybody who out here getting money, especially like if you come from like a, a, a like a, a, a troubled background like her. You know, she was a bad kid. They she they put her in that uh in some camp and that was super abusive or whatever. And she actually exposed Dr. Phil for that because that's where he sends all where he recommends parents send their kids to this to this camp where actually somebody died and all this other crazy stuff. It's on her YouTube page. I check you gotta check that out. She actually uh exposed Dr. Phil for you know, for that and when he spoke, when he responded, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I have no knowledge of that as if that's, you know, a good thing. But that's another topic here. So I'm, I'm all for anybody getting money out here. Ladies, do y'all OnlyFans. Fellas, do y'all OnlyFans. If you that type of dude, you want to, you know, show yourself off, you got a six-pack or whatever, or you got, or you you blessed by the gods or whatever, then do your thing. You know what I mean? Just like I always say, just be aware of the consequences. And for this, the consequences is she got a lot of creeps, a lot of pervert perverted men that was been waiting for her to turn 18 you know and show off herself it's like 40 year old men that's gonna be buying this and and jacking off to it and shit like that like it's uh it's, it's just disturbing to think about that's the only thing that bothers me about it like it's gonna be a lot of perverted men and women let's let's not let's not let's not um absolve women of their sins because there's some perverted women that prey on little kids men boys and girls you, you hear you hear about it a lot you hear about it a lot. Let's not uh, let's not leave nobody off the hook here, you know. And if that's the part that bothers me, and also moves like this is just gonna discourage, like, for me, development of as a person for these young women, because it's just like they just gonna turn eighteen and just make OnlyFans. Like, you're not gonna learn no type of other life skills. Or any other type of development, and you'll have any type of personal development in your life. You just gonna be just on 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 OnlyFans, getting naked, making money. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more to life than that. You know. Now, granted, if I was a female and I turned 18 in this day and age, I would definitely make OnlyFans, but I wouldn't get naked. I'm not getting naked. It's mad stuff you could do on OnlyFans without getting naked. I know it's a pressure of doing more and more and more. You know, as the months go on, your your your, your subscribers want to see more and more and more. But it's the way you do it. You got to treat it like a business. A lot of these women ain't treating it like a business. They just treating it like a little fun play thing that they could do, and then you're not realizing that you now have a um you now have a business. And the biggest part about having a business is having a product. It's always having a product that's in high demand, or, or having and having a product in high demand as long as you possibly can. And consistently as you as you can. And if that's not working, you gotta come up with a new product or, or a way to improve your product 
or to market your product better. And that's what a lot of women don't understand. They just start the OnlyFans, think they're going to make money. Have no type of business acumen. You, 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 your guys hitting you up talking about, do you do this? Do you do that? Like you in your story twerking and showing you, showing you whatever. And then you got guys hitting you up asking about it. And you're like, ew, no, fuck, like, fuck out of here. Like, that's how you not make money. Like, and then you complain about people that hit you up. And, and people that hit you up a certain type of way when they're just responding to the advertisement that you just put up. Like, obviously, you still deserve respect and all of that and things of that nature. Obviously, you still deserve respect and all that nature. But like I said, you got to think about the consequences. When you sit there and complain about it, a potential customer that you could have had, well, look at that. Like, I ain't subscribing to her. She always complaining all the time. I just want to, you know, I just want to see the goods. Like, you know what I mean? You got to promote your product in a way that makes it look like Yo, I gotta have this. If you're the type of dude or the type of girl to buy that type of content, you gotta be like, oh, she got OnlyFans. She got OnlyFans. But now nah, this girl, I gotta have it because that, that what she posted on her story the other day. I gotta have that. Like, I'm just trying to put y'all on game, man. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, you know, I'm not making, I'm not making like a whole bunch of money from my side hustles, like this podcast and my YouTube. But eventually, I will because I have that mindset. I have the mindset, and I have the prep, and I and I know how to prepare my products in a certain way and my content in a certain way to where it gets out to people. It might be slow. I might not make a million dollars in six hours. I might make, but I could, but I could make a million dollars in six years, which is what I'm pretty much trying to do. Like by the time, by the time, like five years from now, I plan to be at least six figures, if not seven to get to the million. You know what I mean? Like, and I could do that because I'm doing things not only with the content, like I'm investing in stocks and crypto and things of that nature. That's fitting to blow up. It just went from like Bitcoin just went from like uh no Dodge Dodgecoin. It just went from like twenty cent to like fifty cent or sixty cent. And mad people just cashed out on that. Mad people cashed out on that. I'm holding though because I want to put more money into it. Like I think for each each stock, each investment you have, I will put up to a thousand dollars. So once I get everything up to a thousand dollars, I'm gonna wait, see if it go up. And then I'm going to start, and I, I mean, I've already started cashing out here and there with just small amounts, but, you know, like bigger amounts. And, and the reason why I'm telling people this is not to gloat. I want to put people on. I want I want everybody to have their own business. I want everybody to have their own, um, their own, uh, income to create their own, create their own form of income. So we don't have to work for nobody. There's plenty of consumers out there. I know there's the idea of like so many chefs in the kitchen, not enough patrons, but there's always people out there that's going to be a worker and a consumer. And there's always going to be people out there that's going to be the bosses and, a pro- and, a, and the people that provide the product. It's always going to be like that. No matter how how the world turns, there's always going to be enough people out there to consume. And even other business providers, they'll consume other businesses because it helps their business grow. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so don't ever let anybody discourage you saying, nah, it's too many people doing that. You got to do it. You know, just at least try. At least, at least try. Maybe, maybe, if you like a rapper or something like that, and you you you've been doing it for you know five ten years, and you're not and you feel like you've been marketing in the right way, and you've tried a bunch of things, you tried a bunch of different ways to market people, you work with a bunch of different people, and it's still not where you want to be. Maybe either it's not your time yet, or maybe you need to start looking to, looking into something else. Maybe you could 
use what you use your skill set that you learn from rapping to produce other artists, another a next young generation coming up. Because this next generation coming, they blowing like that. They blowing like like that off SoundCloud. SoundCloud, all these new kids, they know what they doing. They they just blowing up off of TikTok. Well, like you could be their manager. You could you could produce them. You know what I'm saying? Like work with that person that you did that you didn't think you should work with. You know. Expand. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta step outside the box sometimes. Like my first year being on YouTube, I uh, only made like 205 subscribers and like 300 total hours watched, but. If you look at my numbers, if you go on my social blade, Justice X Falls, you go to just you go to social blade, check Justice X Falls, and you look at my charts, everything is going up, everything is trending up, and I figure as long as I'm trending up, the longer I do it, the more the more successful I'll be, and I'll get to where I want to be, because there's a saying that says people will underestimate what they can do, no people will overestimate what they can do in a year, but they'll underestimate what they can do in five years. So I really, I really took that to heart because that's what I was doing. I looked at my numbers. I'm like, damn, I'm going hard. And like, I'm not really getting it. Like, you know, but I see growth though. So it's like, am I doing the rail? Maybe not. But I, but I figure as long as you see a consistent growth, you're going to get to where you need to go eventually. Cause the market is saturated. Music is saturated. YouTube is saturated. No matter what category you try to be in you, but there's always, like I said, there's always people that's willing to consume your content. There's always like, that niche group of people that'll put you in a position where you don't got to work for nobody ever again. And that's what I'm trying to gain in these next five years. So shout out to bad baby lover, hater. She getting money. You feel what I'm saying? And instead of hating on her, you focus on getting your money up and what you going to do. So you can make a million dollars, maybe not in six hours, maybe six years. That's all I got to say on that. And welcome back to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, the Justice Falls Experiment. All right, so uh, moving on along, we have the Space Jam movie. It's called Space Jam, A New Legacy. It's coming out July 16th. It is by none other than the great LeBron James. Say what you will about the man, but the man is a trailblazer, and he is a leader in the uh, in the uh, more than an athlete space, you know, a lot of the times people will tell these guys to just shut up and dribble, but I think it's important for athletes to use their influence to uh, educate and expand to different horizons outside of sports, because especially black athletes, because as black people, period, um, the powers that be, uh, they only want us to be entertainers. So they only want us to play sports or they only want us to be rappers or singers or dancers. And they want that to be it. They don't want us to uh, speak out any further on uh, the travesties that that, that have occurred in, in this world. So, no, they will not shut up and dribble. They will speak out and they will say what they have to say, regardless of uh, if anyone feels a way about it. Just like uh, those, that, those that oppose them have... Especially, especially um, with 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 those that oppose people like LeBron James, have said some very bigoted and uh, ridiculous and uneducated uh, things, you know, thrown in thrown in, in his direction and other athletes' direction, and other people in that direction. Um, they have just as a, much of a right to say that 
as LeBron does to say what he has to say. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that was America last time I checked. Um, but, you know, I guess certain people can uh, live by certain rules. But, you know, we're not going to get too deep into that. We're going to keep it we're going to keep it positive. Um, yeah, Space Jam, a new legacy. So it has nothing to do with the first film. Although I'm I'm pretty sure they'll pay homage to uh the first film, you know, that Mr. Michael Jordan starred in, you know. Um comes out July 16th. Uh and there was I spoke about it in the last pod. There was controversy over the design of Lola Bunny and uh and the addition or the subtraction of Pepe Le Pew, things of that nature. But I think they got over that. I think they actually redesigned Lola. To make her at least a little bit more what she used to look like, but still not as uh still not as uh provocative as she did before, which is which is cool, I guess. Um so the premise of the movie is is as follows. So uh when basketball champion and global icon LeBron James and his young son Dom, played by uh, Cedric Joe, I don't know why he didn't have one of his real sons in it. I think he has a younger Brawny and then the other one. I think the other one is younger, even younger. I don't know why he didn't use his real son. I guess he didn't want to, I don't know, keep him out of school or nothing like that. But anyway, who dreams of being a video game developer rather than follow 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 footsteps as a basketball player, finds himself trapped in Serververse, which is a virtual space that is ruled by rogue AI named Algae Rhythm, which is played by Don Cheadle. That is going to be interesting. I cannot wait. A lot of people know me, know how I feel about Don Cheadle. I think he's a great actor. But to me, he just seemed like a real Cordy Square dude. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. Like, seeing him as a bad guy or as, like, a tough guy or, like, a gangster or something like that, it, it kind of makes me giggle a little bit because I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see him being about that, even though, even though I know he's really not. But it's, like, it's, it's still funny seeing it. So seeing him as a villain, even in a cartoon sense, I, I'm going to know that it's him. Maybe he'll be in it. The he'll transform kind of like how they did with the old one, like they had Sean Bradley and um and uh and uh Charles Barkley and them and uh, Bugs Muzzy Bolts transform into the monsters and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll do that, but we'll see. Um, and it says LeBron must save his son and get home safe by leading Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Lola Bunny and the whole gang of notoriously disciplined Looney Tunes to win a basketball match against Algie, Algie's digitized champions on the court. The Goon Squad, a power-up roster of professional basketball stars like you've never seen them before. Basically, the Monstars. It's uh, Toon versus Goons in the highest stakes challenge of his life. We're redefining LeBron's bond with his son and shine a light on the power of being yourself. So, the cast has uh, it's an interesting cast. Um, LeBron is obviously playing himself. Alex Huerta as uh, young LeBron. Don Cheadle's Algae Rhythm is the, the evil guy, the, the the main protagonist. Um, Sequoia Martin Green as Kamaya James, LeBron's wife. Uh, Cedric Joe as uh, Dominic Dom James, um, LeBron's youngest son. Sierra J. Wright as Darius James, LeBron's oldest son. And Harper Lee Alexander as Zasha James, LeBron's daughter. Okay, as far as NBA players that we'll be seeing, these are probably the players that he'll be playing against, uh, which would be like the Monstars. You have Clay Thompson, um, AD, uh, Anthony Davis. AD is Anthony Davis, for those of you that don't know. 
Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Kyle Kuzma, as well as WNBA player Diane Tarazi, Neka Ogumike, Chine Ogumike. Um, and they are set to make those people are set to make uh cameo appearances. Okay, so Neka WNBA and Tarazi. Okay, Neka and Gumake and Chine Gumake are set to make cameo appearances. Okay. So this is going to be an animated film, so it's going to be a lot of voiceover work. So the voiceovers team will be as followed. Um, Jeff Bergman as Bugs Bunny and Sylvester, Foghorn Leghorn and Fred Frinson. That's That guy's a legend. He, he, they've been doing his thing. Look him up. Uh, Eric Bowser as uh, Daffy Duck and Martian Mar- uh, Martian, Marvin the Martian. Uh, Zendaya as Lola Bunny. Bob Bergen as Porky the Pig. Joe Cummings as Tasmanian Devil. Gabriel Iglesias as Speedy Gonzalez. Candy Milo as Granny. Clay Thompson as Wet Fire. Um, these names are going to be what, what I guess they're Monstar names, like they're digital, they're, they're transform names. Um, Clay Thompson as The Brow. Damian Lillard as Kronos. Diane Tarazi as White Mamba. Neka Ngumike as Arachneka. Okay. Other Looney Tunes characters that will be will include Elma Fudd, Yosemite Sam, Gossamer, Penelope Pussycat, Wildy Coyote, and Roll Runner. And uh, that'll be that. Yeah, it'll be uh, there's other characters scheduled to appear from all over the pop culture. So this 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 film is going to be packed with a lot of things. It has a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. I hope they make that back. I'm, I'm rooting for everybody black. I hope that he succeeds in this endeavor and people really go out and see it. There's going to be people that's not going to see it just because his name is on it. You know, there's going to be people that's going to see it that's not that's not going to see it because they're not interested in Space Jam. But for the, all the people that saw the first one, I think that they will go see it if they're still around or maybe their kids or something like that. This is definitely one movie you take to go take take to go see the kids with. So I'm definitely going to go see that. All right, so next we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about women. I love talking about women. Uh you know, um this is something I've seen popping up on social media a lot, and I feel like it needed to be addressed. So why is it that women expect no, nah, I'm not saying all y'all, I'm not saying all y'all don't kill me. Why do women expect their man to pay for friends during an outing i i i never really understood that and i didn't know that so many women uh did that uh, apparently that's what quote unquote a r- real man is supposed to do now i've seen kick back to it i've seen women laugh at it kick back at it but it's a lot of women that believe that if we're going out if let's let's say me and the green my shorty's going out she bring her friends i'm supposed to pay for all of her friends and her and myself no 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 <laughs> you you could obviously tell what side i'm on i'm i'm on the hell no side if you yo if you want to bring your friends everybody pay for yourself that's why i don't go that's why I generally i don't go out to i don't go out to eat with everybody i don't go out to eat with everybody i go out to eat with pretty much the same people cuz i know i know what mindset they on like me i'm paying for me if it's just me there with a bunch of other people unless it was Discussed beforehand, like, yo, I don't got it. Can y'all hold me down? Cool, we got you. Cool, we got you. Or that's at least how I would think. But if we get if we there and I'm expected to just, just pay for my me, my shorty, and all her little friends, 
Hell no. Hell no. Y'all should have came outside with some money. Men or women. It don't matter. Your kids too. You should have came with enough money to cover you and your kid. Because if you're going out, you everybody that's going out should have some money to 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 pay for to pay for the meal. So because it was all an experience we're having together. So we all paying for it. That's let's say that's like we going to the movies and I pay for every I pay for the next 10 people behind me. That's stupid. I'm never I'm never doing that. So you could call out what you will, say what you will. That's how I feel about it. And you're not gonna never, not gonna ever, never ever catch me um paying for my girl's friends. I don't care how that how that how how they make you feel, how they make you look. Like it's just not happening. That's not that's not something that makes sense to me. That's fiscally irresponsible. Even if I got it, which if I'm going out, if I decided to go out, then obviously I got it. I'm not some cheap dude that don't go nowhere because I don't want to spend money. Sometimes, you know, but like if I'm if I made it made it up in my mind that I'm gonna go, then I'm gonna go. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I, then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna make sure I have money to cover me and my shorty or me and my child. I don't have children, but if I have children or me and whoever, you know, you know, like when I go out with my friends, everybody got their own money and everybody pays for their own stuff. So why would one person sit there and pay for the whole table unless we discuss for him? Like, yo, I don't got it, and then one of us decides. All right, I'm gonna ball out for my homies. I'm, I'm gonna pay for the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get it. That that's just ridiculous to me. Um, this is one of them topics. Like, I really want to understand why people, why women, why a lot of these women feel like a man is supposed to pay for her friends. So, like, if y'all got anything, if you hear this, you got anything to say about it? Just hit me up on Twitter, um, Justice X Falls, and we can have a have a whole discussion about it. Or you know, because I'm really genuinely curious as to why a lot of women feel uh, feel that the man is, t- is supposed to do that. Because that's just weird to me. All right. So moving on along, we got the music session. I've been going crazy on the music this month, y'all. I've been listening to mad music. Like I told you, I'm trying to get, get back into my hip-hop bag. So a lot of this is going to be, I think all of it is hip-hop. Yeah, all of it's pretty much hip hop. So I'm gonna just run through it like a list. I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna um try to uh stretch this out too far because I don't wanna I don't wanna have y'all sitting here all day listening to me ramble, even though y'all like it. I'm trying to keep it, try to keep this at try to keep this under an hour thirty, because it's already gonna be an hour, I know it. So we're gonna just gonna go through it like a list. Music, Lil Nas X. Montero, call me by your name. Despite all the the, the the drama and all the nonsense that's going on with that song, with that song and that video, I love it. I love the video. I love the song. I love the lyrics. Some of the lyrics is a little too wild for me, but that ain't me. That's not what I do. That that's not my lifestyle. So you know, I could always flip the lyric in my head. You know, as a as a lyricist myself and as a musician myself, I could flip the lyric in my head to make it more suitable for me. <laughs> so um, anywho. Uh, Gallant featuring uh, Aaron Ray. Uh, Third Eye Blind, no Gallant or Gallant, however you say his name, featuring Aaron Ray. That's an artist I brought up before. He was on The Voice and is a really good singer. He put out a really good uh, album with some dope features on it. Um, he made a song with Gallant called Third Eye Blind. 
R&B vibes. Uh, more R&B vibes. This guy named Blast, but he takes out the A for the X for an X. So B L X S T. It's called Chosen. It's featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, let me see. He got another song feature called Fuck Boys featuring Russ, and then another song called Overrated. So those are his my three top songs from him that I've heard. Um, Chance the Rapper is putting out music again. Uh, I heard a song called The Heart and the Tongue, and it's just classic, classic Chance. You know, he's giving you the bars. I think he's dope. One of my favorite artists out since she started, since that first freestyle she did in the um in the projects was uh Young M.A. She got a song called Successful that's out, and she got a lot of a lot of bars, a lot of a lot of wordplay. Like this, this girl's nice. Like I, I'm really a huge fan of her, and uh, I would I would love to go to one of her shows and just bug out and just vibe out. Um, another artist, a new, this is a newer artist, and I, I, you know, I haven't even heard of him. He popped up in my suggestions as I'm listening to his music. Um, Bankroll Freddy. It's called Add It Up. He got bars. He got like he got bars. Like it's it's um it's what I call like new age gangster rap, like trap. I guess you would call it trap, trap rap, like whatever trap is these days. Um and he just talking, he's talking about flash. Like he's just talking about, you know, I spent this much on this, I spent this much on this, add me up. You tell you tell you tell me how much that costs. You know, I don't know. I just got I just know I got money. That's 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 the vibe I got from that song. And this dude's from Arkansas. I've never seen the rap. I never heard of no rapper out of Arkansas. But he he apparently says there's some. They got some spitters up there. So, you know, I believe him. They got some spitters over on that side. So, I would love to see more artists come out of Arkansas if they rapping like him. Sounds sounds dope to me. Um, Waka, another one of my favorite rappers, uh, Waka Faka Flame. He dropped a song called Snakes. So check that out. I think he made a song called Snakes in the Grass before. Cause I remember because I my bit around I think before right before that, or a few years before that, my band, my first band, Minority, MNRTY, they made a we made a song called Snakes in the Grass. That's why I can't remember. But now he got a song just called Snakes. But so you definitely check that out. Another brother um I'm proud of because he was able to get out of a uh an episode of mental of uh negative mental health. He was very disturbed. He was on he was on drugs and stuff like that. Um Orlando Brown. You you guys will know him from Nassau Raven. Um and then he he was on Vlad TV talking about him and Raven scooting up yeah yeah or whatever <laughs> whatever the fuck he was talking about. Like he he was scatting talking about how they messed around and he came out with a bunch he's he putting out a bunch of songs. He's putting out a lot of his older songs from before he was you know, down in the dumps and on the drugs and stuff like that. And uh, he apologized to Raven in one of the songs, which was he, and he apologized, you know, on the interview that he did. And I think that was dope. That shows a lot of growth. Like he, he really came from, he really came out of a dark place and uh, he, he, he found, he found God or whatever and whatever. Um, I think that's, that's dope. I think that anytime somebody can recover from a dark place like that, I think it's dope. And I'll always, support them and give kudos to them, you know, especially a black man. Cause you know, they want to keep us down. They want to keep us in a state of confusion and division, but you know, when we, when we rise up out of it, that shows us that, you know, any one of us could do it. Any one of us could do it. So shout out to Orlando Brown. Um, 
he he did say something wild about Ti and Nikki, uh, in the, in one of the verses in that song. Um, the song is called "Crime Don't Pay," but I mean, hey, we don't know yet what, what about that situation, you know? Because there was a lot of allegations against, I mean, not Nikki, um, Tiny. Now he said something about crazy about Nicki Minaj and Ti, but you know that situation with Ti, uh. You know that's yet to be proven. We don't know the details, and the shit. And I'm never, I never was a fan of Nicki Minaj, and I never will be. And uh, I'm not a fan of what I'm not a fan of what she supports, and I'm also she. Well, yeah, kind of what she's done too, because what she supports and what she's done kind of ties in together. And um, I'm not a fan of her. Never was. Honestly, think she's overrated, but that's another topic. I know the Nikki, the Nikki fans are gonna, the Barbies are gonna come for me, but I don't care. Um, I've listened to enough hip hop, enough music, period, to know what's good music to me, and hers is not it. <laughs> Just straight like that. But anyway, moving on. So we got Key Glock, Key Glock, um, another like Southern rapper. Um, he got a song called "Move Around." And another song with Young Dolph called um, Rain. Another young artist on the come up. Now, he's been out for a little while, but he's on the come up. And another dude with some creative bars for, like, a, like Southern rap. Like, a lot of these guys are starting to surprise me with with, with their bars, how they come up bars. Because you would think they mumble rapping. It's because they accent, where they come from, their accent is so thick. So you would think that. But if you really listen to it, or if you can't understand it, just go on Genius and look up the lyrics. I could kind of, I could make out what they, what most of what they're saying. These dudes got bars. These dudes got wordplay. These dudes are creative. You know, give it a chance. You know. So speaking of that, we got a uh, Big Scar featuring this uh, rapper called Enchanting. These are two people signed to Gucci's label, the new 10, 1017. Gucci just went around the went around the United States looking for like the greediest. Hardest like street rappers and stuff like that, and these are two of the people he found. Um, matter of fact, I think Big Scars, no, no, no. that's Big 30. Big 30 is uh, Pooh Shicey's man, he signed to Money Back Yo. Uh, Big Scar signed to Gucci, yeah, Big Scar and Pooh Shicey signed to Gucci. So, um, and this rapper called Enchanting, she's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, dark skinned shorty, and she has like uh, a really low register voice and i like i don't remember like really seeing that like a female that looked like that that raps like that like i'm trying to recall like is she like calling back to somebody or is this like her own thing i think it's her own thing i ain't never seen no rapper with this kind of baritone type of voice and like a almost like a whispering delivery um come out and start rapping I mean, she's fired too. Like, definitely, definitely check her out too. Um, let me see. The song's called IDL. Hold on. I'm a big Grim Reaper. Yeah, IDL. That's the name of the song. And then uh, Big Scar got an album out called Big Grim Reaper. Um, there's another rapper called Amaretto. Amaretto the Great. Another um, brown skin shorty. Rapper, I keep saying that because these type of women are not represented in hip hop. Like the hottest female 
rapper that's dark skin is what Meg the Stallion, and and after that, that's it. You got Cardi B, the ones that's blowing. Even though you go to the ones that's blowing up, you got Coyle Rich, you light skin. No, no offense to against them, you know that do your thing. You know I I support all women, but like I like to talk about like dark skinned women in the rap game coming up and doing big things because dark skinned women a lot of times have a harder path in these um in these fields. You know, they're not taking that serious. You know, they're taking even less serious than, you know, like lighter skinned women for whatever stupid ass reason. Like, I don't know why we divide. Even within our old people, we divide people. We divide ourselves, which is which is stupid. Um, she got, But anywho, she got a song called um, Who Harder and another one called Pop Shit. So those two songs are dope. She got bars. She got bars for real. Like, not on some just for a Southern rapper. Like, she really got bars. Like, she talked, she be talking about some fly shit. I like that. Um, another one, another shorty that's in that same, you know, it's cut from that same cloth, has that same vibe as, um, her name is Big Drees. Um, brown skin shorty. She did the beatbox freestyle. Everybody's rapping over that beat right now. Um, and then she got uh, a song with Takeoff called Shoot My Shot. So definitely check out all those artists. I tried to run through that pretty fast. I think I did all right. Because um, that was a lot of music to take in. So hopefully you guys listen to that. So next up, we have Versus. They have partnered with Peloton. Now, for those of you that... uh don't know what Peloton is. It's that bike company. It's the bike with the with the little TV on it that has the coach telling you, let's go. You can do it. That's um that's what Peloton is. Um and it's a uh, very lucrative company. A friend of mine actually works there. She works there in customer service. Well I don't know if she's in customer service anymore. She got she got promoted. So you know shout out to Shorty. Um you know who you are if you listen to this you know I'm shouting you out right now. Um yeah, she works for Peloton, and they make bread doing that. So now they have a collaboration with Versus. So Swiss Beats and Timberland are the the uh, proprietors of the proprietors, the progenitors of uh, Peloton. I mean, not Peloton, Versus. So they're trying to take it into the world of uh, Peloton. So basically what's going to happen is... Um, There'll be a uh, versus with um, like they have like classes that'll be that'll have music. I guess music from the versus matchups. Hold on, let me let me let me let me get this right. Okay, it says alongside Switch Beats and Timbaland themselves, get ready to sweat to the tune of head to head musical collaborations using iconic past versus matchups, all from your Peloton app, bike or tread, and keep. Reading to find out how to show up on the leaderboards, your favorite artists, Randy Rose Monica. So don't miss these classes. So basically, they're going to have the Peloton classes, and instead of the music that they had before, they'll have the previous versus matches showing up on the screen. So you'll see like Brandy Rose Monica, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus uh, Isley Brothers, uh, you know, Method Man versus Red Man. 
um, Music Showtime versus D'Angelo. All, all of those previous matchups, they'll show. They're going to be. That's going to be the musical selection that will be provided for those episodes. For you know, for these new episodes uh, um, that they'll be coming out with, or the new content that they'll be filming. I think it's cool. Some people don't really like the move, but I think anything that expands the business and um, brings more notoriety to a different type of audience. I think it's dope. So I think we should uh, downplay Swiss and uh, Timbo for doing that. So I, I think that's dope. I think that was that was definitely worth mentioning. So um, moving on, moving along. Uh, we lost a king recently. Um, DMX. We just going to get right to it. DMX, uh, one of my favorite rappers, huge inspiration to me. Uh, my generation and the generation before me and some of the generation after me because you got even you know, dudes younger than me talking about, yo, DMX was an inspiration to me. You know, I didn't even know. So um, he died of, uh, they're saying it's an overdose, but he was sober for a long time. He had a big belly, so he was eating. He was healthy. You know, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he relapsed. His family said there were no drugs involved. So they're saying that it could have been the vaccine because he took the vaccine and his health kind of deteriorated, and we know for a fact that the that the uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and the Johnson and Johnson uh, needles have had no vaccine. Let me not say needle. Um, vaccine has had negative side effects, and people have recontracted COVID, and people have health has deteriorated. They've gotten sick, and for somebody who was rec- a recovering uh, drug addict. And alcoholic and things of that nature to take the vaccine his body probably wasn't strong enough to deal with the side effects so it just led to him getting all types of sickness he was in bed he was in a vegetative state and then that led to him dying so they might have a case in court you know i'm not you know i'm not saying what they should do what they shouldn't do i'm not a lawyer but they might have a case in court that's all i'm gonna say so um Rest in peace to DMX. He had unmatched, unmatched uh, tone, unmatched energy, unmatched presence on stage. Um, one of my most inspiring performances I've seen of him was when he performed at uh, Woodstock, which is one of the biggest um, festivals ever in the world. And he had that crowd moving. Like, he controlled the crowd. Thou- hundreds of thousands of people out there was moving to his every every word and I, I think that that's just awesome so um you know my condolences and prayers to his family and all other fans affected by this like we losing so many people out here rappers and not rappers it's crazy um i just think that uh it's gonna come a time where you know we gotta just do better it's gonna come a time we gotta just do better. Like we're gonna, it's just, it's just gonna happen. Like we, we have to wake up and just do better. Like protect the ones we love. You know, check on people. Whatever we gotta do to keep each other afloat in this crazy ass world. So shout out to um DMX. You know we lost the real one. And welcome back again to the greatest podcast you have never heard of. The Justice Falls experiment. So we got we got a few more topics to get through, then we out of here. I know we we're over an hour already. Um, so let's get it. Um 
there was a black a young black man uh harassed by a white man who is a sar- who is a army sergeant apparently um he saw him walking around the neighborhood he felt like he didn't belong here but the kid did belong there he lived there he was just walking so he was just walking to go home that's what he was trying to explain to him um but he kept harassing him he was like go away go away he was pushing him but every time he tried to walk away the, the dude kept following him like, why would you tell him to go away and follow him? Why would you even approach him? So I couldn't really watch the whole video because I was getting pissed off. Like, had I been there, this would have been uh this probably would have been a, a a different situation. I'm not here to uh say anything else other than that. It would have been a different situation had I been there and seen that. Um, but he was harassing the kid. He even he pushed him a few times. And this is a bigger dude. And I think this kid was like a teenager. I don't even think he was like a full, like, grown man. I don't think that this guy, this 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 sergeant, this great, great hero of this country, quote unquote, uh, I don't think that he uh would he he would have done that to another grown man. You know what I'm saying? But luckily there was another woman there. She recorded the whole thing happen. Um, the kid was not, the kid was not any further hurt than this man putting his hands on him. That's assault. Like, I don't know why he not in jail. You assaulted a young man. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure the kid decided to press charges and all that. So, you know, but that's not how it works for, for people like him. You know what I'm saying? But the community did come together. Uh, they protested in front of the man's house. Bunch of bunch of brothers and sisters came out there to protest, protest in front of the man's house, which was awesome. I'm glad anytime a community comes together against racism, it's awesome. I love it because this was nothing but racism. You can't tell me this wasn't nothing but racism. Because if that was a little white kid walking, he'd have let him go. He would have never even said anything to him. We wouldn't even be talking about this. And that's facts. Like, let's not let's I hate when when we ignore race. Obviously, race is a man-made construct. I know that. I understand that. And our the color of our skin is based on uh it's hereditary and both and it's both uh biological and geological. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what climate you're in. That's why people in India are dark, but they don't look like me. You know what I'm saying? That's why Arab people Arab people are dark, but they don't look like me. You know what I'm saying? But it's all at the end of the day, race is something that is prevalent in society all around the world. People define themselves by their race. Like I'm proud. I'm and I'm one of them. Even knowing that, even being conscious of that, that race is just a, a social construct and something something man-made that can recreate it. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be who I am. I'm proud to have uh African uh roots. You know what I'm saying? So let's not let's let's stop trying to have this idealist mentality like things are just gray. Like I don't see color and and, and race doesn't matter. We it's just some people would do. So a lot of people would do. And a lot of people treat people wrong based off the color of their skin. Based off the color of their skin. Let's let, let's stop. Let's stop ignoring what's was what's, what's really happening. Like let's, we gotta stop doing that. We gotta stop doing that. So um in this case, there was some updates. Uh the Richland County Sheriff Department transferred first class Sergeant Jonathan Petlin to Fort Washington authorities late yesterday evening. Petlin has been suspended um, from instructor duties pending the completion of the investigation and the outcome of criminal charges. That's a start. That's a start, I guess. Um, 
that's the uh, that's that's the dude's name, Jonathan Petlin, um, who who uh, harassed the young man. Uh, I know, I do know that for the most part, the army don't play that shit. Like, you know, you want some weird shit, or you you pedophile, you being racist and all that, they don't play that shit. You getting kicked out, you know, unlike the uh, the police. But um, it was it was crazy, crazy, crazy that 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 even had to that that even had to go down like that though, like. Get him out of here. Get this dude out of here. I guarantee if that was another grown man like that, you touch another grown man like that, he'd have got knocked out. He'd have got knocked out. And then we're talking about all types of other stuff. Police come in and or he would have went and got his weapon or whatever. And then somebody gets shot, you know. But I'm glad that, you know, I'm not glad that it happened, but I'm glad this is the outcome, you know. And he he's been taken off of his job, you know, until the investigation is finished, as they should. Hopefully it's unpaid, you know, because you don't do that to people. You don't do that. You don't go and harass people like that. You know, it was a black it was a black kid, so that's what I'm saying. It's a black kid. But you don't do that to anybody. I don't, If it was a little white kid, I would feel the same. If it was a little Asian kid, I would have felt the same. You know what I mean? I don't like bullies. Like, he just bullied that kid. Like, I hate bullies. Like, do that to somebody your own size, and I guarantee you, you'll get knocked out. You'll get knocked the fuck out, like, like real shit. Like, I don't know. Like, that just really bothered me. So I'm not even gonna talk about that more. We're gonna just gonna move on. So boom. So young mellow, your mellow ball. He was cited with a uh, with an actress, a uh, an adult actress by the name of Tiana Trump. So uh, for those of you who do not know who Tiana Trump is, I suggest you. Do a quick Google search. It is a, it's going to be a not, this is going to be a not suited for work uh, Google search, okay? So you want to do that at your own discretion, all right? You want to do that while you're home, you know, while your significant other's not looking in your own privacy and just uh, check out some of her, some of her many works and some of her many on-screen accomplishments, all right? So um, she is phenomenal at her job. Um, she even services fans of of her of her uh, of her work for a uh, nominal fee. Uh, if you're into that, you know, I don't know if she does it anymore, but I know she used to. So uh, yeah, so you, you go you go ahead and check her out. So she's uh, she's looking. She's she's been seen with Lamelo Ball. They were at a trampoline park. Um, and I think the young man is going to. Uh, Take one step further into manhood, uh, being associated with uh, with this young lady. This young man is 19 years old, um, and Tiana Trump, she is uh, 25 years old, and she's been in in her profession in adult films for, uh, I believe, five years for about uh, five years, five, four to three, three to five years, you know. So she is a uh, she is a uh, very, very, very professional. Uh, she does her job very well, and I think she will push this young man into uh, into adulthood. Yeah, like she, she's a uh, wait. She's been doing this since uh, twenty fourteen. So she's a veteran. She deep in the game. She she's seven years in the game. You know, I'm looking at her. I I'm looking at her IMDb right now. It's a, it's an impressive uh, it's an impressive resume of uh of films that she's uh that she's been in uh since twenty fourteen. Um, and who knows her her escapades before then, before she turned 
to a professional. Um, I just think that uh, she's she's great. You know, she she deserves to be praised for her work and her service to the community and her service to her community of fans. Um, like I said, Lamella Ball, he will take one step further into manhood uh, dealing with this uh, young lady, and I hope that. That is a very positive, and I'm pretty sure that will be a very positive experience for the young man. Uh, those of you who, not, who do not know, Tiana Trump, she's friends with uh, another, she's friends with a uh, Instagram model named uh, Brittany Renner. She's known for going on live and, you know, looking, you know, looking sexy and, and shaking her behind and telling her, telling her story about, uh, the escape, the mini escapade she's had with many professional athletes and rappers, kind of like the uh, kind of like a new age to me. She's kind of like a new age Karen Steffens. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, look up Karen Steffens. She's also a uh, adult performer, who uh, former video vixen, adult performer, who uh, was very very talented, very very uh, highly acclaimed, you know, in her field of work and. Uh, also serviced the uh, her her community in ways that not a lot of us can. Okay, so uh, you know, shouts out to her. So she's uh, Brittany Ren is like the new kind of like the new uh, Karen Steffens. You can look her up. Uh, she's she's uh, she's twenty nine years old. She's my age. She just turned twenty nine in February. So oh no, I'm thirty now. So I'm older than her. So she's born ninety two. I'm born in ninety one. So I'm a little older than her. Almost a year older than her. Um, she um, is with uh, PJ Washington, who is a teammate of Lamelo Ball. They both play on the Charlotte Hornets, uh, and he has impregnated her. No surprise there. Uh, he's a young man of twenty-two years old, um, and he has uh, impregnated her. So, congrats on them and their in uh, their childbearing. And uh, I wish I wish for them the best. I really do. Um, okay, let me stop. Let me stop because that was <laughs> that was hard to do. That was hard to keep serious about for this whole time. But I but I'm I'm really mean it. I really mean it. I really mean I'm happy for both of them. <laughs> but let's 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 keep it real. Let's keep it real. These 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 are these. This is the modern day take on what 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 goes on with these with these young athletes. They meet up with these. Porn stars and and online models, you know, and it's like pick your prey. You know, if you're a young man and it's a porn star that you that you done seen before, and she now she's on you, she want to meet you. What you gonna go for that? And nine times out of ten, like if you get the chance to hit it, you going nothing inside of her, bro. Like the metal ball probably gonna get um uh what's her name pregnant to, to Tiana Trump. You know what I mean? So. Shouts out to them. They do the same thing, but I don't know. It's just, it just seems to me a little predatory. Like those are two of like the youngest players on the team, you know, and they're both older than them by a good amount of years, like seven years. So it's like, it seems a little predatory, but I mean, they all grown, do your thing. I just pray for the rest of my brother, for my, my two young brothers. These are two up and coming players in the NBA. They will be, and I think they will be mainstays in the league, you know, so long as they, manage their money right you know i just i just hate seeing i just hate it i just hate for it to look like young players being like preyed upon you know 
because that could be my son one day. You know what I'm saying? That could be my little cousin because I got cousins that's, you know, out there doing, you know, out there playing, about to trying to play pro and stuff like that. You know, so I just hope they just be careful. Just be careful. Like, do you have your fun? Because if I was y'all, I'd be doing the same thing. But just be careful. Anywho, moving on. So we're going to talk about some wrestling. Y'all know I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, WrestleMania just passed uh, um, earlier this month. And we had a historical event, a historical event in wrestling history, a historical event in women's history, a historical event in black history, all in one match. So there was two wrestlers, one by the name of Sasha Banks. Some of y'all might know her from back in the day. She's been wrestling since like 2014. So I'm pretty sure some of y'all watch wrestling at least in the last 10 years. You, you've seen you've seen Sasha Banks um, and Bianca Belair, who's a newer wrestler, but she came up the ranks pretty fast. She's super athletic, great charisma, beautiful black woman. You know, these are two black women that are are really trailblazing for the trailblazing and making ways for, for, for all women out there. So they had a match at WrestleMania, beautiful match, very well done. It was for the women's championship of the SmackDown brand. They have two brands, SmackDown Raw. No, three brands, SmackDown Raw, NXT. Each each uh brand has their champion, has the champions. And Sasha Banks was the champion of the SmackDown brand. Bianca Bear won. Bianca Belair won. They had a moment at the beginning of the match, which was very, which was very real, very, very, you know, you can't script that. It was just, it was just a, a moment of appreciation and a moment of, of realization that wow, we're really doing this. Like, there's a lot of people that said we shouldn't or said we couldn't be doing this, but we're out here doing this. Then they went and had a phenomenal match. So, um, even if you're not a fan of wrestling, I suggest you go check that out and go read up on it, just to. Feel the inspiration, you know what I mean? Because that was inspiring to me, you know, because even all of these hundreds of years later, black people were still making history. It's crazy. But um, moving on, we got uh, we got our Facebook, Mr. Zuckerberg. They plan to uh, create a Clubhouse-like feature, um, which would be like audio rooms. Like you're in a room with a bunch of people and there's mod- there's hosts. And they're on the stage, and then you're, in, and then you could be in the crowd, or you could be on the stage, and only the people on the stage could talk. It's usually like the people on the stage can talk all at once, or it's usually just one mic, and uh, which means one person talking at a time. For those you who don't know, and if you're in a crowd, you can raise your hand, and you can request to speak. Um, and if they pick you, they pick you. If you don't, you don't. You gotta just wait. So Twitter already made this. It's called Spaces. Twitter already jumped in the jumped in the game and. And made there so facebook is coming up next and i really think that's gonna bring back a resurgence to facebook because now facebook is seen as the oh my, my my auntie is on there my grandmother's on there i don't want i want them seeing that but facebook is lit i'm lit on facebook I, i'm trying to get my fan base from facebook hold on okay new york city okay new york city yeah i'm tr- i'm trying to get my my um audience from facebook over to these other platforms to to youtube and to twitter and get my follow account up on there, cause I'm, I'm I don't know about y'all. I'm lit on Facebook. I'm lit on Facebook. Like I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm lit on Facebook. Like and I'm trying to get get that same thing going for uh for um for my other program, my other platforms, Instagram and whatnot, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and all of that. Um, so I think this will bring people back to the profile to the program to the uh. Sorry, to the platform, platform, platform. That's the word I was looking for. I'll definitely be doing some, uh, I'll definitely be doing some rooms on there. 
You know, I be I be I, I kick out I kick back some games to y'all. You know what I mean? Because I, I like to put people on. If I find out something, I don't like to hold it in. Like, ah, oh, it's a it's a secret. I don't want nobody to know. I feel like that's very corny. You know, and that and that stunts the growth of society. When you when you know something, and you want to hoard it and you don't want to tell nobody about it, I think that's just really a very corny thing to do. Like you should want to spread the knowledge and 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 do better for the world, you know. So that's what I'm gonna do. So I ain't gonna be out here telling on my business, but I will point you in the right direction. I'll do that. So um, so the last subject we got here, I think that um, it's more of a circus than than like a subject. It's like this Jake Paul guy. So he knocked out a UFC fighter by the name of Ben Askren. Now, this guy, Ben Askren, is 38 years old. Um, he was a retired uh, UFC fighter. He finished 19-2. and two. He wasn't really respected, really, in the mixed martial arts scene because of the fact that he would he was stubborn. He'd only choose to wrestle. He was like, if I can beat these guys wrestling, which I understand, if I can beat these guys wrestling, what do I got to learn another art for? And he went 19-2 and two doing that. Um but it's crazy that he's only known for like that brutal knockout that he got that he suffered to massive at all. It was he it was it was it was ugly. Like he basically they were meeting at center at center at, at center of the ring. The match started. They met at the center of the ring. Masvidal ran up and did a pump knee kick. At the same time, Ben Askren tried to go down. He tried to shoot, which means he tried to go low and grab his legs to go for a takedown. And there. And Askren's knee, Askren's head met uh, Masvidal's knee, laid him out, laid him out. So he's known for that more so than his 19-2 record and his Olympian uh, efforts in wrestling. So um, he was he's he had been retired for like four or five years or something like that. Um, he came in there looking way out of shape. I think the whole fight will fix. And this this Jake Paul kid, he's been he's been training with actual boxers. So I mean, I guess he could hit a little bit. He's in shape, you know, but he's not no boxer. He's not no real fighter. And he's out here starting stuff with Daniel Cormier and, and John Jones. Like and now he's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather um June June 9th, I believe. I believe it was June 9th. Um he I don't know. I don't, I don't really. Uh, June six actually it got moved up. Um, I think this is going to be another. Like obviously Floyd Mayweather not going to lose. They're going to say, "Listen, there's no way you're going to beat this man. There's no way you beating the the quote unquote what some people to believe to be the greatest boxer of all time or the greatest boxer of his time. There's no way you beating him. So like you're just going to have to lose this one. But we're going to make it look close because. Floyd's the type of guy, his style is to like dance around the ring and 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 like you know be a defensive technical boxer, which is amazing to me how he how he made a career of doing that. He don't really have a lot of knockouts. All his knockouts came like early in his career. You know, the last knockout he had was um McGregor. But like McGregor's not a boxer. And I think the referee could have let him keep going. Like McGregor was just gas. He never fought that long before. Although I do think Floyd would have eventually knocked him out because it was a couple, couple lefts Floyd hit him with that kind of rocked him. 
you know, and I think if the ref would have kept let, kept letting him go, he would have really knocked Floyd. He would have really knocked Conor McGregor out. But Conor McGregor is not a boxer, and even Conor McGregor, he hadn't fought in two to three, four years since um since what since Khabib choked him out and took his belts. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, this kid's making his money. He's a he was a YouTuber, make you know making content. You know. He got have millions of followers on there. And I guess he just started to start boxing. Like he fought some other YouTubers before. I want to get into that realm. Like once I get my 10K, 100K, 500K subscribers, I'm jumping in that realm. I'm knocking all these dudes out. I don't even care if I'm 34, 35. I'm I'm still gonna be in better shape than these kids. And I'm 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 knocking them out. <laughs> Cause it's like it's it's a lot of talk. Like these dudes really think they can fight. But when you fight somebody that really that's really trained, like you're not winning. Like he's not winning against Floyd. This is just a show. Like they're not even gonna have Jake Paul hit hit Floyd too hard. Like it's all gonna be fixed. It's all gonna be fixed, just like most of his other fights was. Now I really think he did knock out Nate Robinson. That that was crazy. I think he really did knock out Nate. I'm sorry, Nate. He did you like you went out there. I don't know. You went out there and prepared. He knocked you out. I think that was legit. And he fought like a, a a retired soccer player or something like that. Then you find a retired wrestler. Like fight somebody who's active now. Fight somebody your age. That's a current boxer. They will sleep this kid. This kid will go to sleep. This kid will go to sleep. That's why he's picking and choosing his fights like that. You know, and he's boasting. He's being boisterous. He's being he's bragging out there like that. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just. I. I just think it's not. Not cool. I just think it's not cool. And that's it, y'all. That's all I got for y'all today. Uh, got through a lot of topics pretty fast. See that 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 wasn't so bad. I'm getting a little better at this. I'm trying to keep it a little a little shorter. But uh, right now I'm gonna leave you guys with some zen, as I often do. Um, and uh, today's Zen is going to be from the mind of Stokely Carmichael. Now, if you know who Stokely Carmichael is, he was a civil rights leader. Um, he was very instrumental in helping us get our basic, you know, human rights that we have today. You know, he's, he's not as talked about as a Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, but he was just as important because he was right alongside these men, you know, fighting for our uh, fighting for our uh, freedoms and and making sure we know where we come from and things of that nature as far as uh, black people go. Um, so very instrumental figure in uh, American history and black history. So um, he said, uh, there's a higher law than the law of government. That's the law of conscience. So I read that again. There's a higher law than the law of government. That's the law of conscience. So, you know, soak that in. Take that as you will. I try not to break down these um, quotes too much. I know I've probably been doing it the last few episodes, but I've tried not to break it down too much because I want to leave it open to the interpretation. Like how you I want people to understand things how they understand it because everybody learns differently. You know, I don't want to get people uh put in the ideas and you know, I don't want to twist his words or anything like that. So just take that as it is. But um but yeah, that's it. 
you know, episode 10. Like I said, we're doing big things. Got a lot of moves I'm trying to make this year. You know, I'm trying to make this content creation creation thing my my full-time gig, you know, because I feel like I have a lot to say and I have a lot to offer, and I've been offering it this past year, and people, you guys have been receptive to it. Now I just need you guys to spread it to your people so they could come in and join this vibe and join this community that I'm trying to build so we could, you know, all vibe together. You know what I'm saying? So just get that out there. If you, if you, even if they don't listen to podcasts or it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's something that I do that's that somebody, you know, would be interested in was this podcast, whether it's me streaming on Twitch, whether it's me on with the gaming news and the music on YouTube, I'm pretty sure there's something out there that I do that somebody, you know, would be interested in. So, um, I ask you guys that, that listen to this, that, that, you know, that, that enjoy what I do to, to spread it to those, you know, so we could grow the movement. You know what I'm saying? So, so that'll be all for episode 10. Um, you already know the vibes. It's your boy, Justice Falls. And this is the greatest podcast you've never heard of. The Justice Falls Experiment.